Welcome back for another week. Our learning is dedicated to Leonish Padrivka, Padyakov, Alevi, Lucy, Maya, and Rina D. Our full year sponsors, Naomi Nitzi Hallander, Refua for all Cholim, and Michelle and Gary Friedman in memory of Hannah Malka, Bat David, and Refua Shlema for Rachel Merrill Hinda, Bat Miriam Rivka. Our half year sponsor for Refua Shlema for Menucha Tova, Bat Shoshana Chav Devora. Spotify sponsor, Refuah Shleimah for all those injured in Eretz Yisrael, and a Refuah Shleimah for Yedid Yechai Ben Aviv Rivka Chaya, Brach Mikael Bas Rachel Gita, Tehila Batya Bat Chaya Tova, Shimon Ben Elka, and Shidduchim for all those in need. We're also going to learn Lilo Nishmas Binyamin Erli, who was killed last week in Aza. It hits home when you actually know the person. Uh, he is a, his parents are our neighbors on our block and the Hashem Yikom Damam and his Neshama Shevan Aliyah from our continued learning. We find ourselves at the beginning of Paragimel. Shmuel, we're going to be introduced to him now in a way that we really haven't gotten to know um, him yet, obviously, because it's the very beginning. And what's really amazing is there aren't that many people in Tanakh that we get the picture of them from birth to death. We get that by Moshe, almost by Aaron. We get the key moments in their lives from start to finish. Avram, we don't know anything about him. He sort of like arrives on the scene as a full-grown adult. Shmuel is one that we know from the moment that he is conceived, past, past his death, as we'll see, he even comes back from the dead, so to speak. So we're going to get to know him quite well. And it starts like this. Benar Shmuel was Misharetet Hashem. Misharet is not a common word in Tanakh. Misharet in this context only really comes up four times in Tanakh. For those that have been following along since the beginning of Yoshua, you probably know that Yoshua is Misharet. Shmuel is misharetet Hashem in front of Eli. Udvar Hashem ayayakar bayamimahem. And the word of God was precious in those days. Ein chazoni frats. There was not a lot of outward uh, visions of God. That Nechris says like this. Vanar Shmuel. Vav zohi vav aptichal asipur masechadash. The fact that we have a vav here is telling us something new. That's what we would think. It could be that the actual comparison here is we're told that the people from Eli's house, his sons, Chafni and Pinchas, were bad, and it's a direct contrast. In comparison, what do we have? We have this young man, Shmuel. He's so different. It's to tell us the opposite. Shmuel is mentioned three times. In contrast to the three sins of the Bnei Eli. It is something lofty. It is something hard. It's something difficult to get. It was hidden. Think about it. In the entire Sefer Shoftim, we don't have the word Navi. Only once. 
in Perek Vav Pasachet. Who Pamachakriya Shofet that Nivya he devora Nivya. Okay. So that is that's what we have here. We have a time where prophecy is hard to come by. We have a, a time where the presence of God is just not felt in the way that it was felt in the times of Sefer Yoshua, in the times of Moshe Deinu. And it was on that day that Eli is sleeping in his place. And his eyes were beginning to get kehot. If you remember from just a couple of weeks ago in the parasha, we, we saw that Yaakov Avinu, Avinu, his eyes um, were also kehot. What is kehot? Says the Mari Kra is that they were they were heavy. So he says, why do I need to know this? I'm being told this information. You won't wonder. Lama rats el eli They were going to see in a moment that Shmuel, this young boy who's sleeping, is going to go running to Eli. Why does he go running to Eli? He goes running to Eli because Eli was old and his eyes were weak and he couldn't see. And so if he had a problem in the middle of the night, he called out, and what would happen? Shmuel would come to him. And it's the end of the night. The candle of God, the menorah, is yet to go out. And Shmuel is sleeping. In the Eichal Hashem, in the Mikdash, in the holy place where the Aron is. Now, if you look at the Pasuk carefully, for those that follow along in a Navi, you'll see Shmuel Shochev. Shochev has a netnachto, it's a break. Shmuel is sleeping, and he's, Beheichal Hashem, the Aron is there. It's not that he's sleeping in the Heichal Hashem by the Aron, but he's sleeping close by. That is what we have. So, the real question is like, just to try to understand, where exactly is Everyone sleeping. So Ailey is sleeping in one of the um, chambers that are off the Mishkan itself. And uh, where's Wacha? Where's Shmuel? Shmuel is also nearby. Now, Rav Bazak asks the question, why then, if that's the case, does it tell me he's sleeping Beheichal Hashem? The Pasuk, obviously, yes, Shmuel Shochev, Beheichal Hashem. It's a little bit misleading. Why is it that way? Rav Bazak says it's really to highlight the uh, the closeness to Hashem that he has. Shmuel is at home with God, whereas maybe Eli not as much. Okay? So that is what, what's going on. Now let's take a look at what happens. Now the chart on the, on the screen is actually ruining the suspense of the next couple of psukim. So if you're one of those people that's going to read ahead and see, oh, I got the whole chart down. Yes, there will be no surprises here. But I think it's important to see. Time number one, what happens? What's the calling? Shmuel's response. Shmuel's action and Eli's response. So Hashem calls out and says, Shmuel. And Shmuel says, here I am. And he runs to Eli. I'm here because you called me. So he says, here I am twice. Once is like a, here I am. And then the second time, is when he's actually right next to Eli, he says, I'm here because you called me. He says, I, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. So what does he do? He goes back to bed. 
By Yosef, Hashem owed Shmuel. So Hashem calls Shmuel a second time. Vayakam Shmuel. Shmuel gets up. Now the first time he goes running to Eli. The second time he just goes to Eli. See, this time when Hashem calls him, he doesn't answer from a distance, but he comes to Eli and says, I'm here because you called me. He says, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Shmuel, the Pasuk Zion is, a, is a, it's an interesting Pasuk we'll get back to in a little bit. Shmuel didn't yet really have this conversation with God. He didn't have Nebuah yet. So he doesn't know what to make of this. But uh, the second time also, Eli says, I didn't call you to go back to bed. What's interesting is um, in Pasuk Ched, Yosef Hashem Kro Shmuel Bashlishit, Vayakam Eli, Vayelech Eli, he calls him a third time and he gets up and he goes to Eli. The thing is, this time we don't hear that he went back to bed. There is probably a thought, there, there is a thinking here that like this to Eli, he goes back to sleep. He doesn't know what's going on. But to Shmuel, Shmuel's like, wait a second, something, so I was called twice and Eli says it wasn't him, but someone's calling my name in the Mishkan. He's like a little bit weirded out. He can't sleep. So he goes to him. He says, I'm here because you called me. Again, the same exact thing. But Eli understands that God is actually the one calling him. Now, why is he called three times? Three times God has to call him. What's the purpose of these three callings? So what's amazing is that it highlights the failure of Eli to bring Hashem close, to recognize him and to appreciate Shmuel. Meaning like there's a general sense in the community of, okay, God is not close. That's what Pasuk Aleph is telling us. People didn't feel this closeness to God. And even one has to believe that Shmuel himself didn't, the Pesukim tell us didn't feel this yet, but more so than just Shmuel didn't feel this or hear this yet. One has to get the sense that Ailey didn't give him the prep. Ailey didn't tell him, listen, this is like what you are. You're a Navi. You're going to have conversations with God. It just wasn't something that was t- spoken about. Why? Because it just wasn't something that was commonplace. Perhaps Ailey himself doesn't realize the gift that Shmuel is. And he doesn't realize the Ramah that Shmuel is on. It's an interesting take on it that Bazak shares. But Eli now realizes, listen, three times this kid is sleeping in the area of the Aron, and he's hearing God calling him. He's hearing God calling. It must actually be God. Vayomer Eli l'shmuel. Eli says to Shmuel, listen, Leich Shechav, I want you to go to sleep. If you're called, if you hear your name again, I want you to say, speak Hashem. Interesting, he says, he doesn't say, he says, Rebazak points that out, that that's an interesting omission. Yes, he will call you. It's a he with a capital H. It's obviously referring to God because you're going to say, speak God. But he doesn't say God's name there. Again, 
It's a reflection of the overall mood, the general feel, and the attitude at the time to God's presence. Shmuel goes and he sleeps in his place. He goes back to bed. It seems like he goes back to sleep. Why is he able to go back to sleep now? And he's able to go back to sleep after time number one, but not after time number two. I think that what Shmuel has now is he has clarity. In first, in the first time, he says, listen, maybe I'm hearing things. He can go back to bed. But the second time, he says, like, this just doesn't make sense. Why do I keep hearing my name? Something's weird. Ailey's not giving me a good answer. Ailey's telling me it's not him, but I don't understand what's going on. But Shkabim Komo, he says, I know what's going on here. It's likely God. The fact that God is calling me, okay, I have contentment. I can go back to sleep. I don't know if God is going to call me again, but I know if I hear my name again, it's God calling me. I want to share with you an idea I heard from Rav David Bagno about the word bimkomo. It doesn't make it into the slide because I heard this right before recording. Bimkomo. What's the word makom? We know that when we go to pay a shiva call, the refrain that we say to the mourner is, Hamakom yinachem etchem betoshar avletziom Yerushalayim. Hamakom. Hamakom is the name of God. What does it mean, hamakom, that the makom should give you nechama? If we're talking about Hashem, there's so many other names. Why don't we use one of the sh- other names of God? So if Moshe Gadisman, the dean of Hank, for many years, Zechot Tzadik Levracha, suggests the following. It, when a person is in such a place of grief, tragedy, they lost a loved one, the message we say to them is, Hamakom, you have a place by God. Everyone has a place by God. No one should feel that they don't have a place by God. It's one possibility. What does the word makom mean? Makom in English is a space. When a person says, I'm like, I'm crowded. People are on top of me. What do they need? They need a makom. They need space. Let me have some space so that I, I can, like, separate myself. But Bagno said that what is a makom? When someone is in such grief, what we often think is what do they need? They can barely breathe. They're suffering. They need space. It's just give me a little bit of space so I can breathe. And maybe that's what we're asking. We're saying, Hamakom, God, who is the one who is beyond space, should give you the space you need. But he suggests that perhaps we don't understand what Makom is. Makom is not from the idea that one should give space, but it's from the word kium, to kum, to stand up. What allows us to be sustained? It's faith. We turn to God and say, God, you're the one that holds us all up. It's our belief in you. Give us the ability to stand. Give us the ability 
to withstand the tragedy and the suffering. Perhaps Shmuel is able to sleep. Why? Because he's been Komo. He is with Hamakom, Bamakom. He has not space. That's the ability of Kiyum. I can manage now. And Pasakyod, if I Hashem, save, God comes and is by him, by crack, if fam, if fam, Shmuel, Shmuel. He calls Shmuel, but this time he says Shmuel's name twice. Now, what's interesting is, it says, it's the same thing. He calls him the same way he called him each time. Shmuel, Shmuel, two times. There are only four places in Tanakh that a person's name is repeated twice. Avraham, Avraham, by the, right before the Akedah. Moshe, Moshe. Shmuel, Shmuel. Now covered three of them. And David later on. Why is it that their name is called twice? So one possibility is it's Zerizos, it's Ava, it's love. God says, I want to be in your presence. I want you to be in my presence. He says his name twice. By Franz. Heard this Vart so many years ago. Franz says, why? Why did it say two times? Because there's a picture, Limala. And there's a picture, Lamata, of us. It's a picture up in heaven of who we could be. And there's who we are down here. God is saying, you have the opportunity to unite the two. You can be the picture I have of Shemayim of you. Shmuel. Shmuel. If you accept the mission I'm about to give you, Moshe, Moshe, Avram, Avram, then what's going to be the picture of you, the potential that you have, will actually come into Kiyum. So what does Shmuel say? Shmuel listens daily. Speak because I'm listening. Hashem says, I'm giving you Nevoah now. What's the Nevoah? I'm going to do something to the Jewish people that anybody hears, their ears will ring. Their ears will ring. It's painful. Something is going to happen that is going to be so horrific that your ears will ring. Before we before we go on to understand what that nevuah is, just let's finish up the fact that Shmuel lived in a time when God hadn't appeared to him yet. The Malbim says, Balashiv Maduelovin Shmuel Bishalosh Pamim Kashem Kore. Why doesn't he know? He didn't know. How God appears to him. He had no idea. This was something that was completely, completely foreign to him. The Abayim Benal quotes the Rambam and Moran who says, He says, listen, when God appears to a Navi, it's Bechalom Uvehakits. It's not uh, awake. And the, the, the Rambam in Moravuchim has a hard time understanding this whole story with Shmuel. But Abarbanel says, He goes on to say that he doesn't agree with the Rambam in Moravuchim. And then he says, Why does this Pasuk here explain to us the difference between Eli and Shmuel? 
the Gan Shmuel Lo Cheshukin. He didn't think it was a a a prophecy. After the second time, he realizes something's up. Shmuel doesn't realize that yet. And that's why it says, Shmuel, tearing Explains the difference. In, there is a critical thing going on. Now, Shmuel, according to the Malvim, this Pasuk is actually talking after the third time. He still didn't know what was going on. But according to the Barbanel, it's after the second time that there is a distinction between him and between Eli. What's this important message? Is Nevoah number one is, Inan Uchio said, Davar Yisrael. I'm doing something to the Jewish people. His ears will ring. Vigal points out this is not the only time we have that expression in Tanakh. This is much bigger and this is much broader than just Eli. This is not just a punishment that's directed at Eli, but it's a punishment that's directed at the Jewish people. This is, we're talking about the destruction of Shiloh, which we're not going to see. We're actually not going to know that Shiloh is actually destroyed. That's something that we have to read Tehillim for. Psukim themselves are a little bit vague on that. The defeat of the nation and the capture of the Aaron. It's two more times in Tanakh. The destruction of the Beis HaMikdash and the exile of the Jewish people. It's to tell us that the destruction of Shiloh was on the same level as the destruction of the Mikdash itself. It's important to know. We kind of don't always view Shiloh the same way. Shiloh, it's a footnote. Did the people really go there? It's not the destruction of the Mikdash. Says Rebigal, no, it's the same thing. On that level, this is so bad that the only two times in Tanakh that we have it are here and there. And both of them represent an exile. Yes, it's the complete exile of the Jewish people there. Whereas here, the Jewish people go into exile in a different sense. They're in their land, but the Plishim truly dominate over them. Who is the one that delivers the prophecies of the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash and the exile of the Jewish people? It goes full circle. It's Yirmiyahu. And what does he do? He talks about the fact that the house of Tzadok, they failed. Where is he from? He's from Anatot, Iram shall bait Evyatar Nechad Eli, who is Evyatar's city, who is the grandson of Eli. What 
What does he say? He says that it's the second part of the pun of the nevuah. Prophecy one is the destruction of the Mikdash, the Mishkan, the destruction of the Jewish people, the fact that the Aron goes into exile. Those are pretty harsh things, but there's a part two. It's delivered though, it's delivered though by none other than a descendant of Eli. Why? Because listen to part two. On that day, on the day that the, that this event happens, Akim el Eli, I will do, I will do what I had already promised. I'll deliver the punishment that I had already said was going to happen to Beit Eli. If he got the Tilo, he show faith on Adolam, and he'll know. They'll know. That I am the shofet of his house forever. Because they are cursing Lahem. Rashi says it's not cursing them. It's cursing God. They curse God. The people, the nation curses God because because of Eli's sons. And he did not he didn't rebuke them. Kiha, keha. His eyes were darkened, and his mouth was darkened. He didn't give them any rebuke. Why repeat this? We already know this. We're told already what 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 was going to be. We're told that Ailey knows this. Why do you have to repeat it here? Says the Abar Benel. Ailey heard this nevuah. He was told it. But he wasn't told it from God directly. He was told it from an Isha Lokim. And he didn't know. Well, maybe that maybe that Isha Lokim wasn't legit. Maybe the Navi delivered it. Why? Because he had an axe to grind against me because he didn't like my kids. That's the reason why he doesn't respond to the the Ishalukim. Because maybe Shatakim is built him the Navi Hashem. He said maybe this isn't the Navi Hashem. The culture came the Oto El Kana, and certainly if it was El Kana, El Kana was a Navi, but he has no Navu until that. So if he didn't have a Navu until then, then it could be why he says, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure I trust that the nevuah I got is legit nevuah. That is the Abar Benel. Says the album, Omer Kibet, Navi Ishalukim, Bayom Hayah, Dying Gazardin, Shedim Moshfua. There was no swear, but God didn't swear there. Bayala Od Rufua, Yedechuva Masantovim, Luchinata. There, there was an opportunity. There, there was the possibility for Chuva. But he says, God swore now. God is swearing. And therefore, it's a done deal. Art school translates it. He swears by God that what? That there will never be an opportunity for tshuva. That's what he says. But it's interesting because the word avon beit eli, it's not if. If the avon of beit eli will be done with a carbon, perhaps 
As much as the Malbim says that he, it's uh, now it's Gzardin. Now it's the swear, by, uh, the, the swear of God. Perhaps there's actually a different piece here. See, God actually never closes a door. There's always the opportunity for tshuva. Always the opportunity for tshuva. Except, except there's one little problem. This Rebazak says, Rebazak says that Eli is consistent. When we met him in Perak Aleph, we met him with who? Chana comes to him and says, I have a situation. I want a kid so very badly. That's what I want. That's what I need. She says, but we went to every doctor. We went to every bracha. Ten years. It's not going to happen. Eli says, it's true. It's not going to happen. And Chana says, why? That's not how it works. You can die even in the darkest of moments. Ailey is told that the, the Nevoah to Ailey seems like a done deal. But maybe Ailey is wrong. God leaves it vague enough. I struggle to understand that, Pasa. And Artsko, I think, reads it a little bit in such a way that you don't have a problem. But I'm not sure if that's exactly a, an accurate reading. Why? Because I believe that's how Ailey interprets it. Ailey believes that if God says something, so it shall be written. So it shall be done. There's no way out. We don't believe that. We believe in the darkest, most horrific moments. Hamakom is there, Lakum, to give us Kigum. We can't stand. Interestingly, that your Meow says Revigal is the one that delivers the Nevuah to the Jewish people. It's coming full circle. Your Meow survives to say that, in a certain sense, says, Eli survived also. It doesn't have to be. Pasuk Tetvav. Vayishkav Shmuel at a boker, vayiftachet al topik Hashem, u'shmuel yareim agidim el Eli. Shmuel sleeps late. Abar Benel says he does not want to get out of bed. Why? Because he doesn't want to have to have this confrontation with Eli. He doesn't want to share with Eli the news. He fears telling him the vision. Vayikrai Eli el Shmuel, vayomer Shmuel b'ni. He calls Shmuel says b'ni, vayomer hineni. This feels like Yakeda, my son. He says, Here I am. What did God say? Tell me. What? What did God tell you? Don't leave out any details. He tells him everything. Doesn't leave a single detail out. But Yomar, listen to his answer. This is amazing. Even though Eli might not be willing to challenge God, I think there is something so unbelievably profound about Bitachon, his faith of God. Hashem atov God is good. Hashem who? Atov God is he. God is the one. And he will do what is good in his eyes. Shmuel is growing and God is with him and there is nothing that he that that he tries that doesn't happen. And Shmuel was known by the Jewish people He's trustworthy. It's the biggest deal. When you have a Navi, 
You have to believe in them. When you have a leader, you have to believe in them. That's the problem with Ailey. Ailey's sons lost the faith of the people, lost the trust of the people. When that happens, it's impossible. Shmuel is trusted by everyone. L'navi Bashem. He's L'navi Bashem. He brings the presence of God once again amongst the people. Look at the map on the left. It's a map we haven't seen in a very long time. I think we haven't seen it uh, since early days of Shoftim. Midan all the way up top. Remember Dan right there? Dan took a place all the way up north. Ad Be'er Sheva. All the way down south. That is how far his reach is. By Yosef Hashem Shiloh, God's presence once again is in Shiloh. Because the word of God is in, is, is in Shiloh. Changes are ahead. It's really an amazing thing. The, the end of this parak leaves us with a sense that things are not the same. God's presence has once again found itself in the people of Israel. I want to end off with a pasuk from Tehillim. It's a pasuk that we say every Friday night. Moshe v'yaron b'cholanav u'shmuel b'koreshimo. Moshe v'yaron b'cholanav u'shmuel is the one that calls out his name. They call out to God and he answers them. Moshe, Aaron, and Shmuel are all in one sentence. Let's compare. The comparison to Moshe is the double of Moshe. Moshe visits God. God visits Moshe the first time at the burning bush. He's like, I don't know. Maybe something's going on here. Is that God? Is that not God? He doesn't know what's going on. Shmuel, same thing. He's called in his sleep. He's like in his little mattress outside of the Mikdash. He doesn't know who's calling him. And they're both Ne'eman. They're both believed, trusted prophets. But there is a contrast. This is a big contrast. Now, this is not a contrast on Moshe and Shmuel. But Moshe on his dying day, He does not have a single bit of his vision missing. And he's not missing any of the vigor. Eli kahai no. Moshe and Eli are not the same. But Shmuel. Shmuel is. I believe that the parak ends in a way that gives us hope. Why? Why hope? Because when it starts off by saying God's presence was not known in Israel. Yakar. It was precious. Ein chazoni frats. How do we end off? We're told that God's name, Shmuel's name, all of that is all around the land. There is hope that the dark days of Shoftim are coming to an end and there is a new light, a light that's coming upon the Jewish people. Remember that God appears to Shmuel as the light is fading. It's almost the end of the night. The Medrash actually explains that what does that mean? The light was fading on who? On the reign of Eli and a bright future is ahead and that's Shmuel. The Nevuah comes just before morning. It might be the darkest of moments, but that's when God comes out. The morning light comes and it gives us a sense that we have no idea what what happened. How did we go from there to there, Baruch Hashem? I can only hope that as we live through trying, dark, dark times, hopefully in those darkest moments, 
we find that light bursting forth almost, almost. That's what Shmuel is. Hopefully that will happen. Be'ezrat Hashem be'karov b'yameinu. Thank you again for joining us and keep walking in the ways of the prophet.